Okay. All right. Rainey. Pete Davidson. She decides she played the Pete Davidson thing for me. And he does a thing about sex and, and, and it's like, so you really think you're going to sit through this with me, huh? She got that <laughs> <laughs> See, I keep trying to get the boys to watch certain things with us, and, and Connor will literally look at me and I go, is that something I want to watch with y'all? So I think he at least gets it. Like, I keep trying to get him to watch Desperado, because we got... Well, that's an easy one. Well, well and you know, he and his brother and I watched from Dusk Till Dawn, and it clearly had an effect on him. Because we got uh, we got a new car, we got a super cross track, which you might be able to see right back there. And, oh, nice. he, and he immediately named it uh, Salma because of the nice rack. So, um, <laughs> much to my wife's dismay. <laughs> so clearly from dusk to dawn had the desired effect on the young man. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So this is Slurp Toast, a podcast, episode three. I'm still Bruce. I'm still Steve. This means that you started recording before this, didn't you? Absolutely, and I get to pick where I start from. <laughs> that's that's my that's my shtick now. Um, <laughs> I was talking about our kids' inappropriate Netflix cues. Yeah, <laughs> I think that fits. That's that's on brand. I believe. I believe that's on brand. There are kids after all. Um, yeah. So uh, we're sorry. There's been a couple of weeks delay to our loyal listeners. Uh, we had some things come up. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, yours is better. Okay. So we recorded three Mondays ago, I think. Yes. Three, um, and the next day or the day after, it was Wednesday of that week. I was uh, in training for my new job, working from home, sitting in, my, sitting in my desk. We had a break. I got up, moved around, came back. All of a sudden, I had this shooting pain up my right side. And I mm. kept fidgety yeah what's that don't know what that is that's weird okay kept fooling around and it kept getting worse and worse uh my wife works from home as well in the other part of the house and like i was this is maybe too much detail but i was back and forth to the bathroom back and forth because i couldn't tell which end was gonna explode first it just was weird (laughs) and uh so i had some time there to of course do the dangerous thing which is google your symptoms and i was convinced i had appendicitis because i do a okay. appendix. well <laughs> i didn't, it, I didn't. It, it covers a gamut yeah D is not the- <laughs> i i just like was like i i made the symptoms small so i wouldn't get to the you're already dead um, <laughs> i was convinced it was appendicitis i finally managed <laughs> to text to my wife in all capitals help me like i was the fly and uh help me and she comes in and what's wrong and I'm like writhing on the floor of our bedroom which was where my desk is set up we do a we do a consult with my doctor's PA and she's like oh you you need to go to the hospital like right now because I'm like like my shirt is ringing wet I'm like just it's like I took another shower get to the hospital they give me some medicine which kind of you know brought the pain level down to something tolerable after I found out later my wife drove uh all the way to the hospital in the uh in the turn lane with the hazards on. I was riding on the backseat, didn't know, but she was like flying down Highway 290 here in Austin in the center lane with the hazards on. I'm glad I didn't know that because that would have been even worse. Uh, <laughs> long story long at this point, turns out I had, had, they tell me I had a kidney stone. Okay, well, that's at least not appendicitis. I'm not having surgery tonight. It's a big one. Okay, they give me enough medication to, 
to, to you know, make me comfortable um, and uh, tell me to go see, my, see a urologist. I find the urologist. Go see him on the Friday. I have two kidney stones, not just one. I have one on each side. And oh, nice. Because go big or go home, as I found out, the maximum not of- way to live with kidney stones, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because apparently the largest the one the human body is able to pass on its own is five millimeters. Uh, the one that had already broken free into my body was five millimeters. The one that was still residing in my kidney was seven. Oh my. So that's a quarter of an inch for you guys that don't want to do the conversion. And the urologist said, yeah, so your ureter is like the size of a coffee stirrer. Okay. So the teeny tiny little tube and I had a quarter inch thing that was threatening to pop out of my uh, kidney and make its way painfully through my body. Anyway, so I went ahead and had the surgery two Mondays ago. <laughs> they uh, okay. they put, put me down, uh, took them both out. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> What's that? Phrasing. I know, I know, right? Um, but uh, so yeah, they're gone. I'm recuperating. I uh, get the results next week as to what I can no longer eat to cause the stone, but it's after, or two weeks because it's after my birthday. So I get to go whole hog through my birthday um but yeah so i'm tired of uh, of uh, people using my dick as a magician's hat we put things in we pull things out we put things in we pull things out i'm i'm over it no more <laughs> so that's been my medical adventures for the last two weeks if someone offers you kidney stones say no yeah <laughs> kind of goes without saying i thought so but you know i said it anyway well i you know i had one like 15 years ago 16 years ago mm-hmm and I thought I had gotten stabbed in the back. Yeah, it kind of felt like that. Because you're just like, <laughs> I, I had leftover Vicodin from, a, from knee surgery. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, eating those like Pez to try and stay upright at work. Like, I don't know how old they are, if they're any good, but let's try it. <laughs> and you, you, you kind of at some point, you feel like the character in the detective novel who's like always oh, popping bennies and stuff. <laughs> You know, I guzzled down a couple of Vicodin and a Percocet and this. And I was like, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> and some rot gut ride to chase it. <laughs> and I went in to use the, uh, the bathroom at work. And I'm looking at it. I'm like going, huh, it shouldn't be orange. <laughs> oh, there's a special <laughs> medication for that, <laughs> as it turns out. I took that for a week and a half. That was fun. <laughs> that's, that, that's not the right color. Um but they yeah. did mine. They did lithotripsy, mm-hmm. with the, which, which um, to give you an idea what that feels like is do this on your wrist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now sit in a bathtub while that's doing on your back. Oh, see, and that was you, an option. Sit in there for like a half hour. Huh? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. But you do that for like about a half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, and they, it breaks everything up. And, um, well, let me just say, when you use the restroom afterwards, you think they have broken you internally. <laughs> it's like stuff comes out and you're just like, ah, oh, God, what have they done? <laughs> they, they, they blew up my kidney. Well, so when I went to see the urologist the first time, and this is a fabulous podcast so far, by the way, um, because of the size of the stone that was still living in my kidney, they couldn't guarantee that would break them up into small enough pieces for me to pass. Oh. So I'm like, well, and so they were going to have to, you know, 
put me up because I don't know why they said they would have to anesthetize me for it. So I was like, you didn't have to, but maybe it was the size. I don't know, but it was going to be a procedure. And then if that doesn't work, we're going to have to go in anyway. Well then fuck it. Just go in and get them all at once and let's be done with this shit. Cause <laughs> I'm tired of this. Let's just go. So that's what we did. So <laughs> that's really the reason we've been absent for two weeks. Cause I was incapacitated. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been you've been doing some stuff yourself, right? You had some issues. I'm not alone in this decrepit old ship. No, no, no. Uh, I mentioned having knee surgery. <clears throat> so I uh did the other one. It was feeling left out. I'd been walking around for about 6 months on torn cartilage that had flipped up inside the knee. Ooh. Yeah, so from February till June basically. Um I just got to the point where I couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> just shoot me now. Shoot me now. Take me out the back and put me down. Um, Phrasing. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Got it knocked out. But I uh, started physical therapy last uh, the week before last. So when you were having your surgery, I was getting roughed over, you know, by the, the which... <laughs> I like the simplest exercises, but when you do, you know, do them, uh, God, they hurt. <laughs> they do. I, I remember from when I blew up, blew up my right knee after Comic-Con. Yeah. 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 That, that did suck. Well, it's um, like lie on your side and put your leg behind you and lift it up. We're going to work your hip muscles and you do it like do 10 sets and, you, and you're struggling to get through the first set of 10 and you're, <laughs> she's like, you got to do 10 more. And you're like, uh, you can go to hell. <laughs> I don't think I have hip muscles. Next, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. There's one exercise. I, I don't even know. Okay. Is that going to work? Maybe. Okay. So you're, you're, you're lying on your back like this. You got your feet on the floor. And then you push. Eh, I can't demonstrate it. Basically, you lie on your back and then you push up. So you, you're starting with your knees bent and then you push your hips up like this, right? Right, right, right. On your shoulder, you're making this like L shape with your feet, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's not so bad. When you get to the top, you also have a rubber band around your legs and you're supposed to spread your knees apart like this, okay? Were they wearing leather? I don't know. <laughs> But I immediately pictured myself naked trying to do this exercise, got really <laughs> self-conscious and cannot bring myself to do this exercise because I can only imagine myself, even though I'm fully clothed, I imagine myself to be completely butt-ass naked, <laughs> your little willy hanging in the air, going off to the crowd. <laughs> so I told her after the day, I didn't tell her about the naked part, that would be wrong. But I didn't tell her. I thought it was like Suzanne Summers' thigh master. From <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. to her credit, she went along with that. Well, that's good. So <laughs> clearly, clearly, she's maybe even heard that reference before. Who can say? No, I think she was going to go home and Google it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the next time she goes, oh, I found another thigh master exercise. For oh, oh, nice. nice. Like, you know, one was enough. One was really enough. <laughs> So that's funny that you say that because it reminds me we've been watching uh, Succession, that HBO show, um, and Alan Ruck is on it, and he plays uh -huh. like the first son of many of this wealthy media tycoon, but they went on a bachelor party for the soon-to-be brother-in-law at this trippy New York underground club, and as they were going up the elevator, he goes, now, if, 
when, if you're, if you're going to hook up with a woman, ask her what, where she was on 9-11. If she can't tell you right away, she's too young. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what a thigh master is. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of the same ballpark. Oh, God. So, what else has been going on? <laughs> that was the good one. Uh, the other fun one, you know, you used to work in a law office. I did. And now I'm married to one. Yeah, and, and for fun and games, I, I've got to sit in on depositions and deposition prep. And uh, I've now gone through the same testimony five times where I believe that if we do this again, I can role play as opposing counsel. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of frowned upon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'm not saying I'd like tag in for him or anything. <laughs> Mike, I Mike, I got this. I know where you're going. I got this. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to be you anticipating the questions and to preface. You can't lead yourself, I think is what I'm saying. <laughs> Although our attorney made what I thought was one of the funniest objections because, <laughs> because she goes, object, calls for speculation. Our witness is not an expert. He is not of this. He is not of that. He's not of this. Not of that. Wow. That <laughs> made you feel real good about yourself, didn't she? Well, no, no, it wasn't. I'm not being deposed, but the oh, guy, the witness, okay. I'm like looking at him going, um, if you don't get that message, <laughs> we maybe don't want you on our side. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the objection that lists your... Laundry list of your shortcomings is a great morale builder. It's good for self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was um, just, uh, yeah. So, let's see, I actually made notes while I was waiting for you. Oh, I wrote, wow. Uh, it's not much. Um, I read over the last couple of weeks because I was down for a while. Have you ever read uh, Rex Mundy? Because it's like squarely in your wheelhouse. It's a... Uh, it's oh, a, I have not. I, I've seen it. I, I kept thinking of you as I was reading it because it's it's like his alternative history hot timeline. Um, there's like magic involved. There's, but the the basic premise of the story is uh, France somehow is still a power in, in Europe going into uh, into the world wars and and uh, there's Knights Templar. There's Priory of Sion. There's Freemasons, there's all your favorite things, oh, Holy Grails, the Inquisitors for the uh, Catholic Church all look like Dr. Doom. They have like, <laughs> the metal face mask and they're all customized. One guy, the head Inquisitor, has got like this one lone tear welded into his mask. And I kept reading it going, Steve would totally dig this because it's all your favorite things all wrapped up into one little bow. So if you get a chance, you might want to check that one out. Bring it. Oh. Ah. And, you know, I have that T-shirt design that we've talked about and talked about and talked about. Uh-huh. I'm going to upload it while we're on doing our shtick tonight. Oh, really? Epic. Real-time action on the Slurp Shop, kids. <laughs> so while you're doing that, I'll move on to my next thing I have written down here. Um, did you watch any of the, the fandom stuff from DC this weekend? Uh, I did not. 
did not. Okay. Uh, I, I saw the trailers after they came out. Right. But it was kind of like, well, after they fired, what, like a quarter of their creative staff? <laughs> right. It was really like, depressing. did they but put all of their blood in the ink like they did with the Kiss comic back in the 70s? I mean, good <laughs> Lord. they get, Yeah, I thought that was poorly timed. They should have waited to this till this week. To like, yeah, you know, slate of books. Here's Brian Michael Bendis and Jim Lee. That's all we're doing. <laughs> and and Jim's gonna talk about how stable things are and the new Batman title. Cause you know that's what Jim's gonna do. <laughs> there is there's an article online. It's an interview with Jim Lee about the firing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk just about a pile of double speak, you know. This is going to allow us to do our creative synergies more holistically and come It will come. I mean, what? It was terrible. It was all him saying basically that, yes, they're going to do more Batman books. Yeah. I, I saw your post on some comment last week where you rattled off the, the upcoming Batman, Batman books. Batman, <laughs> Batman's. Somebody Swamp. wrote Joker who Batman's. <laughs> Swamp Batman. Batman of Steel. You know, yeah, and and I read this week. I got a review copy of it's the second one in the the White Knight, Dark Knight. I can't remember this name, of it, but it, they've done oh. and it. It's like you've probably seen it. You'd probably know which one I'm talking about, but I can probably look right here and tell you because I've got my iPad. But I mean, at this point, it all just reads like Elseworlds because there's no continuity. So, <laughs> I mean, I just like. I was thinking about it because my kids have complained multiple times about how expensive comics are and they can't afford to get into it. And I get it. I mean, when I started collecting, they were what, like 30 cents a piece. You could go in with a buck, buy three books. Oh man. We used to ride our bikes to a seven 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I had a friend who was, it was, it, it's going to date us if we say, well, it. You know, like, we bought, right. Um, but like I'd buy micronauts. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> um, All good, man. Yeah, micronauts, uh, Moon Knight, the first run <laughs> before the endless series of reboots. <laughs> That has got to be the most rebooted character in all of comics. I mean, and, and that's saying something about where we are. Yeah. <laughs> There's this guy, we could do something with him. Let's, uh, he's crazy, so we'll just do a different personality each time out. <laughs> I'm sure the mental health associates <laughs> love that take on the character, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, as I was saying, so like, what was I saying? They're too expensive for like entry level collectors by and large. I mean, a kid with a limited income can't just, you know, hell, I, yeah, I mean, it's just stupid. And, and and that digital comics are the same price as print when there's no overhead is ridiculous. Really stupid. You've already got. You've already put, your costs are sunk. This is just a. This is just a PDF, fellas. Um, so I don't know. Uh, my think my four bucks a month you get eight books. Well, or by the time they're done, four bucks a month you get all the books. <laughs> Let's go. This is only gonna be four books. Um, I, I was talking, we were talking about the, the bloodletting and the fandom, and I just don't understand corporately, even if it was like, you know, AT&T saying, hey, these guys have got to go. Someone couldn't say, hey, Jim Lee couldn't say, hey, we've got this big event we've been promoting for six, eight months. 
about all things DC, this is going to be a really bad look for us. Can we just wait till next week, two weeks <laughs> from now, you know, first of August or just September rather. Sneak them out the door. Yeah. The well, no, you know, I mean, I read somewhere that you know, they were getting rid of the, uh, the, uh, you know, people who had uh, covered up for the un- unkind behavior of those like Scott Lobdell, which, you know, I get that and all that kind of stuff, but it's just, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Yeah. So what did you see? Anything that interested you in the trailers? We got way off track there. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what we do. Talking about, you know, kidneys. <laughs> I think we're done with that. <laughs> the time is, the time has passed. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, the, the, uh, the Batman actually looked interesting. See, I'm, I thought, Oh, look, they finally got his costume to look like Night Owl. That was my first thought. <laughs> and they've got a car left over from the Fast and the Furious that they put a rocket engine on. I don't know. I don't have a rocket engine. <laughs> probably. It was probably one of the rocks left over cars. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but my wife watched it. Laura watched it. She said, where does this go? And I'm like, I can't tell you. I think it's another start over. I don't, it doesn't, and then like about the same time, we found out Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are coming back from Flashpoint. So now we're going to have three Batman, I guess. I don't know. No, I, uh, yeah, I like reading everybody online just going, oh my God, this is so good. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. And you guys thought Suicide Squad would be good too. So, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 oh, Snyder Cut. My, my youngest is like, he's a DC guy. He's a DC EU guy. I don't know why I raised him better than this. I, I would say for the Snyder Cut, get yourself an art history book of <laughs> Renaissance paintings, Renaissance religious paintings, because that's how he frames like every scene that, you know, there's one scene in, in Batman versus Superman. It's the end of the movie. They're like on the hillside cradling the body. Right. Going, I have seen this before. And I went and I flipped through it and it's like, yeah, there's a scene of like Mary at uh, the hell over the, the name of the mountain. It's not Gilgamesh. That's Gol- wrong. Golgotha. Oh, that- yeah, whatever. Golgotha or Golgotha. Golgotha. Anyway, I know what you're talking about. Dark, dark, dark. What is Clearly dark. not religious scholars on the broadcast. No, but art history, because it was very much, I mean, it was like the girders are in the background were like crosses on the, on the mount, and they were there. It was like Jesus being taken from the tomb or put in the tomb or off the cross. Basically, it was a religion. And there's like all kinds of paintings or scenes in his movie. I released the Snyder Cut. It's like, why? Sucker Punch sucked. The Owls of Kahuli sucked. Um, pick any of his other films. Man of Steel sucked. Batman sucked. Versus Superman sucked. I don't know where they've got this idea in their head that it's going to be awesome. See, I'm living with one, and he was like, "Did you see it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I saw it." He goes, "I'm like, so what?" He goes, "Yeah, it's called." But it, Watch had, it. it had dark side in it. I said, "Yeah, for two seconds." And there was somebody else. I said, "It was Desaad. Do you know who Desaad is?" No. Okay, poser, poser. But I'm like, just because they're adding the footage back in, it's not going to change the script, and the script sucked. The story's bad. No matter what footage you put back, it's not going to change the bad story. And all the Josh Whedon jokes are gone because he's a creep. So, <laughs> whatever. Uh, not, yeah, gonna... no, not for me. 
I uh, I did not ever see the. I kept looking briefly, but uh, I heard that uh, they debuted the Black Adam costume, which I think was the thing I was most excited about because I'm pretty excited about the Rock as Black Adam. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he is the most charismatic. Oh wait, electrifying. Electric. Which 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 works with lightning based powers? You realize. The electrifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 the, mo- the most electrifying avatar of the wizard of all time. I don't know. I think I'm doing somebody else's gimmick right now, but whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and then there was a trailer for like the Gotham Knights video game, which is like, you know, all of Batman's sidekicks taking on the Court of Owls. And I thought, watched it. And I'm like, well, that was more intriguing to me than the Batman trailer was. <laughs> So I don't I know. I what... thought it was a sports team. So <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like uh, Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood, and Batgirl, and Batman's been quote unquote perhaps killed. So they have to take over and fight the bad guys. And then at the, you think the trailer's over, oh, yeah. and then and then it cuts away to the cuts away to the Court of Owls, and like, oh, okay, now that could be interesting. Um, but now oh, whatever, none of it was especially exciting to me. I mean, I think James Gunn directing Suicide Squad might be fun because there's no way in hell all 40 of those characters are going to make it through the movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> and the, Which is how it should be. Uh, the Wonder Woman trailer. Yes, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, you know. Yeah. Although I will say, you know, I, I, I liked the first Wonder Woman, but it was the same way that I liked Black Panther that it was kind of different, but then there was like horrible shitty CGI everywhere. Yeah, they did suffer from that, especially that like last scene with uh, with Ron Weasley's dad. Um, <laughs> oh wait, that was the same guy, but I'm just mixing up my metaphors or something. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, I agree. Um, I, I like the casting on Wonder Woman, so I'm hoping that you know, I, I just hope they lean all the way into the '80s. Let me just go for it. I mean, just have some fun with it. It's goofy. Shoulder pads. <laughs> exactly. Parachute pants. <laughs> T-top Camaro for Steve Trevor. I don't know. Or maybe a Fiero. <laughs> maybe a Fiero. <laughs> okay. Have I ever told you about the Camaro Man? A what now? Camaro Man. So I, every, I, uh, the way I used to drive to work, Every so often, I would see what I called the Camaro Man. He was driving a late 80s Camaro, you know, not the cool one, but they had like the real sharp point with the little eye, the, the light cutouts. Uh, okay, T top. And uh, his hair was thin, and so it's dyed jet black. He's got it slicked back into the mullet, oh. wearing, I swear to God, a members only jacket and aviator sunglasses and like tight white pants. And I always called him the Camaro Man. Because every time I saw him, my day sucked. <laughs> was it Charles Miguez? It was. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's such an inside joke, kids. Don't worry about it. That one was just for us. <laughs> I was telling somebody about Charles Miguez. Actually, I was telling one of the attorneys about him. Because we were talking about car oh god, theft. oh god. Okay, go ahead. So we were talking about car theft, right? So I tell uh-huh. the story of Miguez getting his car stolen. Did you work that night? Yeah. Well, I was no, I wasn't there that night. Uh, okay. But I was. I heard about it the next day. Yeah. So, so 
I let, came in. Right? Well, let me let's preface this a little bit. We used to work at an Arby's when we were in high school. Oh, you college. That. I'm going to go find something real quick. Okay, he's going to go find Camaro Man. I think we used to work. Uh, our first job was at an Arby's uh, back a long time ago uh, in high school, college, and uh, one of the managers. I can still see him in the background. One of our managers was named Charles Miguez, and Charles was a was a fast food lifer at the age of twenty something, and so. Um, so yeah, so I've just got him up to speed on who Charles was. So take it away, big guy. Okay, so uh, I go into Arby's that night, right? And, and the cops are there and the locksmith is there and they're changing the door locks on the doors, right? Okay, so you know where Arby's was? Yes. That little meat strip and then that stop and rob that they put in next door, right? Yes, on the corner there, yep. Okay, so come in, cops are there. Oh my God, what's going on? Oh, Charles had his truck stolen. They're like... Whoa, what? Out of the parking lot? Holy shit, that's awful. No, 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 no. He got it stolen next door at the stop and rob. And you're like, oh my God. Well, crap. I mean, did he like just like at the gas pumps? They're like, no, he went inside. And you're like, oh, he had he parked his car like like next to at the front door and they stole it out there. And I'm like, no, no, he was he was parked over by the dumpster. Okay. And you that's remember so where the dumpster was? That's so appropriate. Do yes. you know where the dumpster was? Yes. It's important to know that there's the Arby's, the median strip, the stop and rob, and the dumpster is right next to the median strip. Yeah. Okay. You can so see it from the drive-thru. <laughs> so he's like, no, no, I was parked in front of the dumpster. I was like, well, what'd they do? They smash your windows or something? He goes, well, I mean, you didn't leave your keys in the car. He goes, I did. I did. It, it was, keys are in the car. It was unlocked and running. So now your <laughs> Charles kind of goes like this. That's the worst bar graph ever. So then I asked, I said, I go, so why were you there? I went in to get a Coke. <laughs> I go, Charles, Just, what? we work in a fast food restaurant. We have a soda machine right here. And he says, well, we only have RC Cola. And, and I don't like RC. I wanted a Coke. So this guy gets in his car, pulls out of the driveway, around the median strip, parks where you could still see his truck from the drive-through, <laughs> leaves it running and unlocked, goes inside to buy a Coke and someone steals his truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's... As we, I was telling the lawyer about him. I was like, yeah, he goes, he goes Dude, is that guy still working fast food? And I was like, well, I got my buddy and I actually think he's, he's, he's emceeing cockfights in Dusan. <laughs> Well, I, I will tell you, I did a little, uh, I was bored one day, did a little, uh, did a little research? Uh, Facebook research. And uh, yeah, and he, uh, I don't know if what he does technically constitutes fast food anymore. He's like a regional manager for that company that puts fried chicken in gas stations. Does that count? Yes. <laughs> so that's what he does. He sells gas station fried chicken. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, always bear in mind if you're having a bad day, you're not slinging gas station fried chicken. So no. you got that going for you. Okay. That's for you and for anybody who's listening to this. Very nice. Okay, so I mentioned the Micronauts. Yes. In terms of toys I've kept from my childhood. Mm -hmm. Is that Baron Karza? Yeah, Baron Karza. Nice. And complete. Is that yours from when you were a kid? Yes. Nice. Well, I would go get my Mego Batman that my mom returned to me, but it's upstairs in a closet. Yeah, I have it in the original box. 
<laughs> Did you get that box from your dad or an uncle or what? I don't know. <laughs> My grandfather, I think. But yes. Nice. All right. Well, actually, you know what? Hold on a second. I can't. I, 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 I have the horse. You have the horse too? Uh-huh. All right. While you're showing the horse, I'm going to grab something. I'll be right back. this is scintillating podcasting right now as i'm going to take out my old childhood toys and show them off all right mine's not complete but that's an original uh obi-wan oh wow he has no cloak and he has no lightsaber but that is from the first uh, first round of toys from Star Wars back in the day. So. Oh, man. So I guess I should probably put him somewhere safer than over there with the garden shears. Um, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yes, I do. I, I, the I horse. Mean, I complete. Your horse seems to be missing a leg. There uh, you go. All right. What line of toys this was, too, because you could – Take your horse apart. Take the Baron apart. Somebody at home is like, if somebody sees it, they're going to, that's a $400 toy. <laughs> it's also, a, the key word there is toy. Yeah. And they had the magnetic uh, sockets. So you could now make him a wicked looking robot centaur. I never had any of those. I had a... Bucket full of Migos, and I think most of those are still at my parents' house. I've got a few of them. The like, I've got my Thor, my Migo Thor, which was I think the last one I ever bought, and a Green Arrow that I ordered from Mile High Comics out of the out of a out of an issue of Metal Men, and waited for weeks to come, years to come in the mail, and then this like really big Hulk. I'll bring the Hulk next time. He's like. You know, Migos are usually about yay big. The Hulk is about this big, so he's perfectly scaled to just tower over all the other ones. It was nice. awesome. Yeah. I used to go to Mile High when we lived in Denver. That was a, that was a big trip to go to the Mile High comic store downtown Denver. That's awesome. Or, or once we convinced one of our friend's fathers to drive us to the store in Boulder, which again, you know, look at us. We're cool. Mile High. <laughs> Moon Knight. I used to have Werewolf by Night, the first appearance. Nice. Yes. I assume it's, that went up on eBay at some point, did it? Uh, something like that, yeah. That would be my guess. Yeah. I think my comic book collection is like one box of one. Um, I don't think I mine are I since the last time I haven't moved any, I'm working up a plan to get rid of mine. I, that's you know so, <laughs> execution always the problem. I know what I need to do. It's just there's yeah. so much work involved in boarding, bagging, listing. I just need a little time. So, so do you have anybody you want to shoot a rocket launcher at this week? <laughs> I was going to build on the. I couldn't decide. Toxic fandoms. You know, okay. Because that's a like, good one. That's a good. Well, no, because like you know, I enjoy Star Trek, right? Yes. And all this stuff that they're putting on CBS All Access. That's great. That's fun. Um, um, I mean, I, I, let me scratch that. It's fun. Not always great. You know, Discovery is kind of good. <laughs> but you just kind of got to go through it. I, I always look at it as the STU, the Star Trek universe. So you have elements of what you know. You're just telling a different story with it. 
So you kind of have to decide whether or not you're going to go with it or you're going to get, you know, all wrapped up in the, I miss episodic storytelling and I miss optimism and I miss blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like just, just run with it. Just, just go. It's a um, TV show, kids. But like Lord Dex, if you ever get a chance to watch that, that's actually kind of fun. Which and one is that? Trek, that's the animated one. Okay. Okay. It came out, I mean, they, they throw in references like, I mean, just pile them up. Which some people are like, well, that's not creative or clever. I can do references. It's like, no, no, you can't. You think it's funny to like sneak this into something. Or, you know. I mean, I actually quoted to one of the lawyers, the needs of the, of the, of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Nice. Yes. So you got that in the transcript? No, no. 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 Oh. Wait, I've told them for somebody who's six foot two fifty, I can amazingly blend into a background. <laughs> so, you know, I, I sat through one deposition for about two and a half hours before opposing counsel realized there was another person in the room. So ninja skills you've developed over the years. That's right. So if we, <laughs> if we ever put this video up, this might be our finest moment. <laughs> uh, so toxic phantom that's a good one yeah because and, and it seems like at this point anytime there is a fandom it turns toxic and i don't understand at what point just the pure enjoyment of something went away i don't get it i mean and i'm probably guilty of it to some degree on some things as evidenced by my dceu screed earlier in the podcast but i want to like that stuff it's not that I, I don't like it because it's not good. I don't not like it because of the characters. I, it's the creators I'm having a problem with. And I, I, and I guess there's a line there that I'm kind of tiptoeing around, but I want to like it. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I, I, like I said, the, the Star Trek stuff, the, the Funko people, holy shit. Get a life, guys. I mean, I've never seen, been around a group of people who... I think I described this. I go, it's like buying a house and then hoping it burns down. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay, you've not said that to me before because I know I would remember that. Please elaborate. Yeah, no, I mean, these guys, they get into uh, the toxic fandom is like buying a house and you just want to burn it to the ground because, okay, or, or you love it so much that, that no one else can love it like you. But in, in, in the Funko thing, like before the quarantine, their stock price took a hit. And there's these people who are like gleefully on message boards going, ah, stock is down. I had this dying time to get out, blah, blah, blah. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. And you're like, why are you still here? (laughs) Right. Right. If if this is what you feel, it's everybody. This is not not the place for you. No. Because everybody here still likes the product. Right. I'm looking at my wall here in front of me and it's got all kind of little odds and ends. And I, we watched, uh, we watched finished better call Saul during the quarantine at some point. And so, and you've met my sons, my youngest one, <laughs> he's the DCEU apologist. And when he gloms <laughs> onto something, man, he is, he is that worst kind of toxic fandom. Cause if you don't agree with him, it's just, it turns into a pissing match. And it's, I'm like, I'm not telling you not to like the DCEU. Go with, go with 
Manny. I don't care. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's just not working for me and I'm entitled to my opinion, but with him, you're not, it's his opinion is the only valid one. And it's been like that with like better call Saul now. It's like, Oh, I think it's better than breaking bad. Okay. Well, it's not done yet. I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm willing to entertain it. Once I see the completed product, it's much better than I ever thought it would be, but it's like, what's that? You never knew what to expect. Yeah. Cause you're sitting there going, how are we going to turn a whole show in Saul's character? Who's, Kind of a dirtbag. <laughs> but like Breaking Bad, we're going to watch him become the dirtbag, you know? Yeah. I I have enjoyed the show. Um, I like it a lot, actually. I think uh, Bob Odenkirk has been brilliant, and uh, they all have. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. But I, I, that was just a point of reference for he is just like, he is representative of that worst aspect of everything. And I'm like, I mean, and not bagging on my son, but he, he discovered Blink-82 a couple of summers ago, and now it's oh, all the time. And it's, uh -huh. if you don't like Blink, you don't know music. I'm like, no, I know music. That's why I can tolerate it for a while, but not all the time. And I took him to see him. Green Day, man. <laughs> <laughs> I took him to see him, you know. Um, so he's seen him live. I took him. Which, by the way, strangest bill I've ever seen, and I've been to a lot of shows in my life. It was Blink One Eighty Two and Little Wayne. I don't know who booked that, but all the nineties, all the nineties kids that were in attendance seemed to really, really dig it. So somebody knew what they were doing. I don't know. It was just really weird to have the pop punk band and Lil Wayne. Now we saw <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies with OMD and um, oh shoot. Oh, Howard Johnson. Okay. Jones. Yeah. No, Johnson. Howard Jones. Howard Jones, yeah. Howard Johnson's the defunct hotel chain. The hotel, yeah, with the red roof, orange roofs, yeah. No, it wasn't the hotel chain. <laughs> <laughs> Your show was, that's an interesting bill because one of them is so much more modern than the other two. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, this is i'll be done with concert talk now in a moment uh but this is a bill up laura and i saw in the 90s i won tickets from a radio station and i'm going to tell you the three bands and you're going to look at me like there's no way that should work it was cracker okay. gin, gin blossoms and the spin doctors it is the most 90s lineup you could ever conceivably put together it, it oh, yeah. should it shouldn't work but it was one of the best shows i've ever been to and I don't I think here's the deal. Two of them go together. It, it, it's like a Venn diagram, <laughs> you know, like two of them, two of them and two of them. And then there's a little subset in the middle. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I will tell you, I think it was Cracker that saved that show because they were just flat out amazing. But that's just, yeah, my two cents on that. Anyway. So, um, all right. So I just want to, you know, I'm going to point the rocket launcher at, uh, at kidney stones because they fucking suck and I don't ever want another one. So I'm drinking lots and lots of water. So. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, my, doctor, my doctor, when he did it, he's a little Indian. It wasn't, I changed doctors, but you know, he was telling me very much how, when he had a kidney stone, you really hope that it works because otherwise they will take the catheter and they will go up 
And you know, you really want the little tripsy to work. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I don't know what I don't know what they did to me because they got the IV in and then they, they were getting ready to do it. And the nurse comes in, the uh, anesthesia nurse comes and she goes, I'm going to put a little something in here. It's going to be like you had two beers or two whiskeys or two margaritas. I said, any two of those is fine with me. I saw her push the plunger and that's the last thing I knew until I woke up. I mean, that knocked me out of my ass. And then they, vi- they violated me however they wanted to from there. And I don't care. <laughs> that is the most, ama- the, 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 it, yeah. The, the anesthesiologist, that is the most amazing stuff. Because, you know, the last couple of years, I've spent a little bit too much time under the knife. Right. You know, um, but yeah, you know, it's like, it's like when they put in the pacemaker, you know, they, they get you in there. The room is cold as hell. <laughs> you're, you're in your one little toga, toga robe type of thing. And, and they put the warm blankets on you and it's great. And one nurse goes to work on one arm and somebody goes to work on the other. And they're putting the pressure cuffs on and they're doing this, they're doing that. And, you know, turn your head. Oh, somebody's got to shave your chest. Oh, no, that's no fun. <clears throat> and then I'll tell a story about getting shaved. It is actually fun. Anyway. Uh, well, okay. Let's save that for next time. So then you, you yeah, then they, they do all this stuff and, and then you turn your head and they're like, okay, look at that thing on the wall, count back from a hundred. And I never ever can remember 99. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. 100. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought she was just trying to like take my edge off. No, no, she, she, she roofied <laughs> me is what she did. If those were supposed to be cocktails, I got roofied, but yeah. I didn't. And then I got molested, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> because when I woke up, I vaguely remember somebody showing me the rock in a, in a cup and then it went away. You. This was, yeah. a, we took this out of you. Throw your dick. There's two more. <laughs> oh, no. It was, um, <clears throat> did a heart catheter, cardiac catheter, where they run the thing up to do the heart dye. Oh, fun. Right, right. So this, this, this will be the sort of, this is the kind of fun story. There's another fun story. When they shave my knee, mm-hmm. and she's like, shaving my knee, shaving my knee. I've got no underwear on. And then she moved my leg. I thought she moved it a little too much. So I looked up. She peaked. Okay. <laughs> I don't Congra- know. If I congratulations. Anything, but she peaked. Yeah. Nice. Good it for you. Feel, I, I felt uh, it was, it, let's really be honest. It's an ego boost, you know? Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, because she sees them all the time. That she took a oh, peek at yours. You know? <laughs> I can see that. That works. Yeah. 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 All right. No, but the other they do the, the heart catheter and they shave that. They crank it back. You're lying there all exposed, right? And you get a paranoid because you're thinking, mm, don't get a boner, don't get a boner, right? It's like, it's too cold. So now you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be small. Or they're going to be, you know, what's going to happen? You know, what are they going to think? Shrinkage. Yes. And so all that stuff's going through your head. And so then they go, we're going to have to move this. And it, it's no doubt, I'll do this with the pin. You feel two fingers and very gently just lay it over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Effort, no oomph, no full hand, no putting a shoulder into it, no calling for help. It's just this and that. It is the most humiliating. So, uh, yeah, so 
when I, when I went back for my follow up, and we are going to have to get out of this talk, or after, we'll get out of our system in this episode. But Let's be honest, this is probably the most entertaining, interesting podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I had a catheter thing. I, I thought that too. I think they it's were, true. You know? We're actually performing a public service, I think. Um, so I went back. So because because of the size of the stones in my person, they had to put in a pair of stents to keep the ureter open to keep things flowing because they had to go so high up in there with the device. So so I had these things in, which as I, so here's the fun fact about this. So there's two ways they can leave those. They can either bring the string all the way out of your bladder and leave it dangling out of your dick for a week. Or, or they can leave the strings dangling in your bladder for a week, which then feels like you have a urinary tract infection and it hurts to pee for a week. I got up. That's pissing up a rope. (laughs) It really was. I got option B. I was so miserable just going to pee. It was, it might've been worse than peeing with the stone, but all that being said, so I went in, um, whatever it was about a week ago to get it was last Friday to get the, the stents out right so they're gonna have to go back up in and pull them out so like I said I'm tired of people using my dick as a magician's hat let me pull something else out of your cock uh, so anyway so I'm there and she the nurse comes in to prep everything and I'm sitting on the table or on the little chair and she goes all right I need to strip from the waist down I expected that prepare for that mentally right she uh, I sit down. She 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 pulls out a drape. Oh, great, they're gonna drape me. Oh no, there's a cutout for your penis in the drape. <laughs> so so you're draped with your dick flopped out. <laughs> it's, a know, pers- it's a personal story hole, is what that is. It's like, what is happening in my life that this is where I am? And I'm thinking, okay, now there's got to be some anesthesia involved here because. I'm not letting Doc go up without it. She goes, we're going to give you a little lidocaine. I'm like, okay. Well, she should. No, no, no. Hold on. It's not as bad as it sounds. She goes, it's going to be cold. And I'm thinking, and and I hadn't seen a needle at this point. So I'm I'm thinking, okay, well, how's this going to work? And squeeze it in the hole. More going in before it comes out. (laughs) So it's numb from the inside out. Doc comes in. He pulls out this like stainless steel thing. I don't know what it was. Um, he goes, all right. Yeah, how, like how, how he found yeah. them is beyond me because I don't know how the fuck he saw them. Okay, I don't know. Clearly, he's good at what he did does because it took like two seconds. He goes, okay, uh, deep breath. And I felt things moving. And I think that was him pulling it into my bladder. And he goes, okay, one more big deep breath and hold it. And he, and he goes, okay. And I said, okay, you're going to do the other one? He goes, oh, no, that was both of them. So he pulled everything out all at once. Just whoosh. He goes, okay, so. There, there was no soundtrack of the yada da 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 <laughs> No, it was very disappointing. Like, or no, like, like bow, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just here, it's out. Go home. You may pee some blood for a little while. There may be clots. Go with Grod. Enjoy. Go with Grod. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm done with all that now. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're telling me that Connor likes to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting my revenge with this one for sure. <laughs> this one's going to bring up questions. <laughs> <laughs> we might have crossed the line where he'll be too embarrassed to ask. But if, if we have it, son, I'll answer hey. any questions you have. And if I can't answer I'm them, not- Steve's there for you. 
I watched Pete Davidson with my daughter. And I do think it was a contest of wills to see who would get up and leave the room first. I can she's your daughter. I can see that. I, I can totally see that. Yep, 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 yep. Well, you should watch this. Kid. It's pretty funny. And then he's like, I saw what you're going down on a girl. And I'm sitting here looking at him going, check, please. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not having this conversation right now. All right. Let's plug stuff and then we'll be done. So we've got. Trumpster look, fire is up. Is it? Okay. So plug the, plug the t-shirts. That's your deal. Plug it. Tea Public Slurp Shop. I guess they go up and they're like 13 bucks for 24 or 48 hours. Sweet. Um, do you have video? Are we doing video on this? Yes, we are. You want to well, show it? Huh? You want to show it? We could try. You yeah, just sharing. I can enable sharing. Maybe. Let's see. Uh, maybe. <laughs> There's an assumption at play here. But uh, I know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And then never mind. All right, never mind. I'll figure it out for next time. It's called Trumpster Plan. And uh, we will uh, link to that everywhere. Um, it's really cool. It's a cool illustration Steve did. It's very fun. Uh, and he did. And I did it for somebody to do pins. Um, say that again. I did it for somebody to do a pin. Um, and uh, I don't know his website. <laughs> okay. The patch. He was supposed to send me one a month ago, so I, I kind of waited. And I haven't seen him yet, so up to go. There you go. And uh, so that's T Public slash Slurp Shop. Oh, it's got yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got all the usual suspects: Facebook, it's Slurp Toast, mm -hmm. Twitter at Slurp Toast. Um, and what's the other one? Instagram, I believe it's at Slurp Toast Podcast because I still haven't taken down the Indian energy drink. But I need to look into that. So, um, <laughs> so this is what we call a, a recurrent segment, kids. Um, Indian <laughs> energy drinks. All right. Anything else you want to say before we call it a night? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, drink lots of water so you don't end up like us. <laughs> drink water. Oi, my back. <laughs> oh, it's just it's the worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. And then yeah. they put the thing up the spiel in your <laughs> And it's a flint and it's the whole thing with the schwanz and it's and then the doctor says I'm all done and you bleed some more. What are you gonna do? <laughs> okay, you we're done. Richard on this. <laughs> oh I oh. And the doctor, the doctor, he's got this thing with my schwanz, got it in his hand, and he's open the open. And, and I said, I love you. Which is not the right now I thought he was my father for a second. Better than the Jeff Alden sweet and beady, hot and juicy. You want me to do that one? Hi, Daddy. Big and good, hot and spicy, sweet and meaty. Hi. Alright, now we're done. So that's the end of episode three. I'm still Bruce. Still see you. Bye. This is still Slurp Toast. See y'all next time. <laughs> yeah, I think hot.